Joy to the world, the Lord has come. This is Jerry G. Martin. We are celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, one of the most significant events in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that whoever would believe on him would not perish, but shall have everlasting life. He was born for our salvation. He was crucified for our salvation. He was raised up on the third day for our salvation. And now we are celebrating who he is and that he's not only come to the world, but he has come to our lives. Use the opportunity of this season to invite someone to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listen to these messages today as we continue to walk in the light of God's word as we celebrate our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, This is the season for gifts and gathering, for shopping and cooking, visiting and viewing the sights and sounds of Christmas. Merchants use the the occasion of Christmas and the tradition of gift-giving to increase their corporate profits. There is little thought to the reason for the season. They're not interested in that. In fact, a lot of the merchants, the major merchants, don't even believe in Christmas. They, they, they're going to celebrate Hanukkah, but they're going to sell you for Christmas. Those of us who believe then are to take advantage of this season. This is a good time for us who believe to take advantage of this season, to reconsider the monumental gift that was given to us, and that's Jesus Christ. It is because of that gift we are here today, and we worship and we serve Jesus. I mean, I don't know why you're here, but that's why I'm here. If it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't be here. As the years go by, the story of Christmas gets more and more diluted. The holiday shopping, the holiday parties, the holiday tree and the holiday cards, the winter break from schools, the nutcracker and the miracle on 34th Street, and it's a wonderful life. We got Black Friday and Cyber Monday. We got big dinners and football and basketball. We are the ones who ought to be sure that we understand what the message is and why we celebrate and what we celebrate. We ought not be the first ones in line down there at Best Buy because we're trying to get the new iPads and elbowing people at Walmart to try to get the thing that's on sale, get the flat screen. We ought not be the first ones down there trying to do that and get some stuff for Christmas. It's highly unlikely that Jesus Christ was born on December the 25th. So let's be clear about that. It's not the day that he was born. We don't know when he was born, but we do know that he was born. Centuries before Jesus was born, God declared that he would come and Isaiah prophesied about his arrival. When Adam and Eve sinned, 
God spoke judgment on them and on the serpent, Satan, who deceived Eve and enticed her to disobey God's command. God promised that the seed of a woman would come and crush Satan's head. Now notice he said the seed of a woman. Everywhere else in the scripture he talked about the seed, he talked about the seed of a man. But that seed of that woman is Jesus Christ. God authorized the plan, and that plan was to redeem sinful man and sinful women. It took a thousand years, but when God makes a promise, you can be sure that God is going to fulfill his promise. Let's look at that fulfillment in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verse 18. Because we very seldom ever talk about these scriptures until it's this season. But Christmas ought to be every day. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 says, This is how the birth of Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. Now, the reading of this passage talks about a situation that Mary found herself in. And if you're not careful, you'll miss the significance of this. By the Jewish custom... A betrothal or a, an engagement, as we know, it signified more than what we look at as an engagement. Today, people get engaged. They meet somebody on a Monday. They'll get engaged on Friday. But a Hebrew marriage involved two stages. It was the betrothal stage and the marriage ceremony. And before you can become engaged, if you will, there had to be an agreement, a contract made between the families. The groom and the bride's family would get together and they would make a contract and that contract was as good as a marriage because they were on their way. And the couple was considered legally married while they were engaged. Even though the marriage ceremony and the consummation of the marriage often did not occur to maybe even a year later. So that was a lot different than what we experience in our culture today when we talk about consummation of the marriage. People don't have to consummate today mostly. They consummate, then they get married. So what is consummation? Here was the thing, you know, you, you met somebody, you became engaged, and you kept your hands off. In fact, you wouldn't even see her. The father would tell the man, you need to go off and start getting ready to marry the one you're engaged to. How are you going to get ready? You need to go to work. Because you can't marry her and, don't bring, and bring her to nothing. You got to have something. Women, don't marry no broke man. 
and figure you're going to make it work. Now, in fact, the father would, would watch over him and be sure he was working. That's why sometimes it would take a year because he had to get his little place together. And the father was the one that told him when it was time to get married and told him to go get her. So if you don't have your house together, you ain't got you no money, you don't need to get married. You keep on working until you get you some stuff together. Now the guys want to just move in in her apartment. I'm getting my daughters ready. I'm saying, don't you come around here with nothing. But that's the way it was. That's what the father was supposed to do. So I was supposed to say, you can't, no, no, you can't get married. He's making a man a man. That's not part of my message, but you know, I have to do so much man training to grown men who don't know how to be a man. And you know what don't go in the sentence together? What? Broke and man. That don't go in the same sentence. If you broke, you ain't no man. Some people are like, I, I don't agree with that, Pastor. I hope you ain't broke when you said that. Because <laughs> a man is supposed to take care of his family. A man is the provider. God gave Adam a job before he gave him a wife. And you can't be in between jobs. Women, if he's in between a job, tell him you're in between phone numbers. <laughs> so when you find your job, I can find my number. <laughs> Where was I at? <laughs> Let's look at this. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married, but before they came together, that didn't mean they went to the movies. Before they had sex. She was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph and Mary experienced no sexual contact with each other. Mary had an issue, so she asked this angel, Gabriel, as he announced to her in the book of Luke, how will this be? How can I be, how can I be pregnant and I ain't never been with a man? I'm a virgin. Let me just put it this way since I talked about the man. A man's supposed to have some money. Woman's supposed to be a virgin. I got one guy say, all right. <laughs> uh, the women didn't say nothing. They was all with me when I was talking about man and money, or broke man. Now notice that Mary, Mary said, now how can this be? Not only have I not been with Joseph, I ain't been with nobody. Now, a woman can say that. She knows. How can this be, since I'm a virgin? But Isaiah spoke about this centuries early. He said in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. God is with us. So it's going to be a miraculous thing. The Holy Spirit is going to come up on you. And you're going to be with child. You know, I was thinking about that. And just that whole process of the Holy Spirit coming up on her and she came with child. I was reminded of the time when the doctors say we couldn't have any children. I was in the worship service and I was just had my hands up praising God and I felt this sensation go over my body and I said 
man, what is that, Lord? He said, you are being healed. And I thought, you know, the Holy Spirit can come upon you to heal you. He can come upon you to bring forth his miracle child. But Joseph was a man like all men. He had a hard time believing that his fiancée was going to have a baby without being with a man. These are not fairy tale characters. These are real people. She didn't say, hey, Joe, uh, let me just tell you that um, uh, I'm pregnant, but I ain't been with nobody. And he said, okay. It didn't work like that. He considered divorcing her. Why did he consider divorcing her? Because this ain't right. I can't trust her. Who's she been with? It's not me. Is she going to tell me that and expect me to believe? What kind of man do she think I am? Now, she expect me to believe that? Would you expect him to believe it? Oh, y'all know the story. I mean, yeah, he should believe it. No, she didn't know the story. And he didn't know the story. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I certainly hope that you have enjoyed this message for the season. The Bible tells us that Jesus came to bring peace, to bring salvation, and bring his joy into our lives, into our heart. We sing joy to the world. This year has been a tumultuous year. Many of us do not have the joy of the Lord in us today. We may not have the peace of God in our hearts right now because of all the things that have been going on around us. But I want you to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is still seeking to save those who are lost. He's still bringing his joy and he's still bringing his peace to every one of us who will turn our hearts toward him and invite him into our lives and allow him to be the Lord of our lives. He was born so that we can be born again and have a new life in Christ Jesus. I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We are meeting in person on Sundays. For more information or if you have a prayer request, call us at 281-964-1393. That's 281-964-1393. I also invite you to join us online each Sunday at 10 a.m. at lowcf.org. Again, that's L. OWCF.org. And then don't forget about the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. Call us if you need church supplies, communion supplies, offering envelopes, Bibles or books, or study material. 281 441 2885. Again, that's 281 441 2885. Now for the light of the world, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.